Hello, Case family. It's your host, Brayden Wade. I'm here with my other host, Royce Griffin. Yo, what's going on, Case? What's happening? And you're listening to Case Underground. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. But before we get started, we want to make sure you're keeping up and following us on all our social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at the same handle, at Mizzou Case. Yo, um, happy Women's History Month, man. Uh, we last, last time, who do we highlight? Beyonce? Yeah. I want to take a minute to educate the audience on Ketanji Brown-Jackson. She was the first black woman to join the Supreme Court. She took her seat on June 30th, 2022. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Braden, uh, those those old white men back in the old White House were just giving a real hard time. I, that was hard to watch for me. Yeah, I remember, honestly. And I'm glad she pushed through. She just actually wrote her first Supreme Court majority opinion. Um, they'd escaped me, but that was in the news recently. And it was covering a group of states that said that Delaware had improperly received hundreds of millions of dollars in unclaimed funds. So it was honestly very interesting to read. Oh, wow. Segwaying a little bit. You know, Royce, with the class of 2023 graduating soon, I want to know, who do you think is the best class? Well, of course I'm going to say 2025, my class, oh, right? Oh. I mean, that, that only makes sense. I mean, we're, we're so involved. I mean, cl- the classes above us, you know, know about us. The classes below us know about us. Like, we're... We're out here. We're getting our name out there. You know, that's just... I can't say the same about, what are you, what, 2024? I can't say the same. Oh, that's kind of crazy, you know? I, I could kind of say that. You know, I wasn't trying to be... Uh, what's the, I was trying to be humble. I wasn't going to say... I was I, being humble, but, so I was just but, saying but, you asked. But, you know, I, I believe it's the class of 2024 and 25. I'll say that... Or not 25. Sorry. Sorry, Grace. Sorry. <laughs> 23 and 24. Um, okay. You know, because... There, there's a lot of group leaders in there, and you know yeah, who do the younger classes look up to when they need something. Hey, I you look know? up to twenty twenty three too. You know? There's a lot of leaders in that group so. for sure, and y'all are definitely putting in y'all work. Today we will be continuing our series briefcase. This new series highlights the successes, missions, and stories of diversity organization presidents on campus. And to kick off our second episode of the series, we have our president, Amari Foster. But before we get started, I want to make sure you guys go back and check out our last episode with my mentee, Kyman Warman. Who was who is the president of FAT, the freshman action team? And you can listen to that on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. Amari is an involved, hardworking, inspiring individual and a key part of the Black Mizzou community here on campus. Um, Amari was the mentorship before me, and she continues to provide me with tips and ideas on how to be a good mentorship chair. She's a great president, and I'm honored to work alongside her. We have accomplished so much in NABJ, whether it comes to media tour, Unity Conference, and Spring Forward coming up. So with that being said, I can't wait for you listeners to hear more about Amari. Let's get into it. Now time to welcome Bartlett native, March of Mizzou section leader, NABJ president, our president, Amari Foster. Foster is a graduate already with a degree in journalism from Mizzou and is now working towards a master of arts in journalism, emphasis in advertising. Welcome to Case Underground, Amari. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. feeling good. A little nervous, <laughs> but I'm excited. This is low stakes, low stakes, Madam President. Nothing to be worried about. But um, So you're from Bartlett, so we're in 
exactly in Illinois <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, not It's not as high up as Naperville. Like, I know how some Naperville folks be claiming Chicago. I know my place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's about 40 minutes away from Chicago. Oh, so you never, you never ever, like, just claim Chicago then? No. Mm, okay, I okay. No, I don't. The only time I'm I might do it is if they're like, oh yeah, so Chicago, and I'm away from, <laughs> I'm I'm far away, but yeah. at Mizzou, absolutely not. I know my place. Oh, okay. just to be on the safe side, huh? Yes, absolutely. Some people be treading, treading water yeah. for real. They do. They but do. uh, Amar, what have you been up to recently? Anything? Oh. Any recent? Recent events? Ooh, uh, so this semester um, we just finished planning our media tour for NADJ. Mm. We just went to DC for about five days and we visited 12 companies. That was amazing because we haven't done um, a, a media tour in person in about three years. And that was that was amazing. It was very, very exciting to see everybody eager to like work towards their major and um like actually see themselves in the um industry that they wanted to be in that was yeah that trip to dc was real fun i learned a lot i might even get like it got me interested in other like fields of journalism like radio you know stuff like that and uh brayden you sadly missed it man how do you how you feel about that you know not being able to go for the past three years because <laughs> uh my freshman year covid Second year, canceled uh, halfway through. And this year, you know, some stuff came up. But it was still good seeing everybody on social media with it. Um, I got to see that y'all went to NPR. Y'all saw Tanker and the Bangers. And I was like, and nobody knew who they was? Uh, Yeah, no one knew who that was. You know, I was kind of mad about it. But I am proud of y'all. And it looks like y'all had a lot of fun. Yeah, so Amari, I, I saw you in New York. Can I tell <laughs> tell the audience about New York? What happened in New York? Yeah, right after DC. Oh goodness, yes. Yeah. So um, the week of Valentine's Day, I went to New York. Um, this was with the American Advertising Federation. So um, this was called the Most Promising Multicultural Students, mm-hmm. and basically what that is is that they picked. 50 minorities that are interested in advertising that are college seniors to fly them out and with that there was like different um immersion so we basically visited the company um had good food met all the recruiters and people that work in the industry and there was like q a tours and all that stuff so um, we visited a lot of cool places, a lot of OG media companies. Um, we also visited um, TikTok headquarters, which that was amazing. And after that, we went to Times Square and I saw my face on the billboard. Yeah, that was cool. That yes. was so cool. I, like, what was your like reaction? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, it was so exciting because, of course, like on the itinerary, they're like, "Oh, me, we rocking to Times Square." I'm like, "Okay, what's really, what's really going on?" Yeah. Um. So it was just really nice to see everybody's reactions. Everybody calling out their family members and loved ones, and I was one of those people. <laughs> I uh, called my parents up immediately. Yeah. Um, brother, my friends. It was. It was just like a real surreal experience. I feel like that's like a new fun fact that I'm gonna um, implement. So we're we were talking about New York. Let's go back to Chicago, not Chicago, Illinois. But let's <laughs> go back to Bartlett. So kind of describe that environment for us, like uh, your your upbringing. Like 
was it like a predominantly white schools, black mixed? Yeah, yeah. So um, definitely predominantly white um, environment. My um, parents are from the South Side of Chicago, um, and the only reason why they moved out to the suburbs was just because of their um, jobs were out there. So the commute was a bit too much to be doing that every single day, which is completely understandable. We went to a private grade school, so I was like K through eight. It was like a Lutheran school, so mm-hmm. I was like one of like 25, 30 um, in the class. I was the only black person in the class. Uh, yeah. So that was my upbringing. Um, I always saw that. The only like black experience I had was just like in church. Um, and then my family members, of course, um, and seeing them. But um, that was that was a <laughs> interesting environment, to say the least. I felt like I had to conceal a little bit of my identity, what I liked, and um, to appease um, uh, the white environment around yeah. me, you know, had to listen to like Hunter Hayes and Hunter H- all, the, <laughs> all the um, country artists and stuff like that. Well, well I country was music's like, not that bad. They're, they're not horrible. <laughs> they're not horrible. But, you know, I was listening to, you know, mom's behavior in the yeah. background, yeah. you know. Um, so when I went to high school, um, it was a bit more diverse we had this academy um at bartlett high school um so ours was the stem academy so we had people from all over the district come by and um i would say even though it was more diverse um like the area that i'm around bartlett is predominantly white but like the surrounding areas are like a little bit more hispanic heavy um so when I went to like I was in more of like honors and AP classes so I was still one of two (laughs) black folks in there so the most diverse like area that I had was band that was the that was my everybody uh, yeah everybody everybody was up in there so um my whole front group was so like minorities you did did band since what middle school or high school fourth grade fourth elementary oh, yes wow. yeah so um fourth grade they're like you guys need they brought us out to the music room and they like wanted us to test out all the instruments mm-hmm. and figure out okay which one works best for us so i picked the clarinet and when i was 10 so i stayed in Versus. there yeah <laughs> since i was 10 yeah wow. amazing you went to an art school that's i did not know that I also went to art school and no one really believes that. So Yeah, yeah. It was I mean like um like our Lutheran school, they really liked that stuff. Like they wanted you to have that um like extracurricular. Yeah. So I was looking into high schools and my brother went to a public high school. That was that's Bartlett. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to, but my parents were kinda um gearing me to go to another private high school and I was like no I I can't do this like I want to have that um experience and then my parents were like okay if you do uh go to public school like you have to join band Royce I didn't know you went to art school either yeah we had we had dance uh theater Mm -hmm. music which is piano Mm -hmm. instruments um and visual arts and I was actor 
Oh, mm. which oh. makes sense. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. so I was an actor, yeah. So I did that for since I was in fifth grade, oh, wow. mm. so, all the way up until yeah. So, amazing. I, I kind of wish I went to art school now because like seeing what y'all doing yeah. nowadays and mm. actually you doing band and stuff and getting that experience or getting a diverse experience in high school and stuff. How did that prepare you to come to the PWI or was Missoula your first pick? Um, like for like being like in music and all that stuff Everything. or just in general. Ooh, I just felt like music just made me be very creative with my approach on certain things. Um, Mizzou is definitely not my top. Um, well, what happened, <laughs> my, my approach was a little bit different. It became my top and I'll explain what happened. So, uh, junior year, there was like a college recruiting, um, fair. My like main indicator for a school was they needed to have like a school communication, um, or like a school journalism, something like that, because I couldn't deal with, oh, we have an English major or we have a communications major. Like I wanted something that, okay, if I say I'm going here for this, it makes sense. It's not like a washout type of major. Yeah. Um, so there was like a separate room and there really wasn't anybody in the room. And I saw this one recruiter that was just there and you know um i went up straight to her it just said missouri and also i was like cool i guess <laughs> like I, I wasn't really looking into that so as soon as i said like hey do you guys have like a school of journalism school of communication like her face like lit up and went into all the details about mizzou and i was like okay cool i kept them in the back of my mind then this is senior year. My school kind of has like some recruiters that like came to the high school to just talk. You would get like a slip yeah. to go and talk to the recruiter. And I went because I saw University of Missouri and I'm like, They're, that school seems really familiar. Like, let me go and talk to them again. Um, I said my name, what I was interested in. And then she said, oh, yeah, I remember you. Um, also, and I was shocked because it was like it's been like six months and you've done so many recruiting events like how yeah. did you remember what i look like i kept them on the radar i applied um so yeah it was just like once that financial aid package came in we started to take it a little bit more seriously i also found out like there was certain um stuff that they had like the accelerated master's program I heard about that, saw that, and I said, oh, this is cool, like a five-year program, and I that was like kind of like my goal. Uh, so, yeah, when I came to Mizzou, it was fall, it was nice, leaves were turning, leaves were turning, it was beautiful <laughs> on wow. the campus. Um, I talked, I literally talked to all the black recruiters that you can think of at this <laughs> university, because I really wanted to know, like... Was it comfortable? Yeah. I um, DM'd some people that, like, they said they're from Illinois and they go to Mizzou. And I was like, okay, how is it? Mm -hmm. How is that transition and everything like that? And they said that it was comfortable. And they also told me, like, their, like, stuff that they've experienced. And, yeah, overall, I felt comfortable. And so, kind of, you mentioned talking to a lot of the black recruiters and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, that was when you first got here. So, since mm -hmm. then, how have you created your own community here? I did two different routes. So, at first, I wanted to find my black community. And then, I wanted to uh, maintain my hobbies. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to do band <laughs> in college at all. Um, but 
my parents were like, I think that's, this should be something you should look into. Yeah, so I first did Mar- Marching Mizzou, and another um, community that I started off with was the Mizzou Black Women's Initiative. The letter came into the mail, and I was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Um, freshman year, um, I got into United Ambassadors, and cause I, I love talking, <laughs> so um, I did some of those events right before COVID hit, and then I was also um, an RA. So after that, I just kind of, I just kind of gravitated towards like the black people in the yeah, area. Sure. So um, I'm trying to think of my whole like college here. So um, well, I got a better question for yeah. you. Uh, speaking of just, you're talking on Black Mizzou. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Black Mizzou um, memory? Um, okay, so, cent- well, I'll do, like, a general one. I really enjoy, um, like, Zoo Soul. Oh, yeah. Zoo Soul no has, really uh, about that. yes, um, that, that's, like, very big, like, camaraderie. Very, yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Um, I also would say, I like, more centered towards, like, my community, NABJ, just in yeah. general. Okay. okay. We go, we go hard, especially, like, this, um, this year, I feel like it's, like, more of, like, a family. Like, people are leaning on each mm-hmm. other um, a lot more. And I feel like that's very necessary um, in the J school. Those will be, like, my, like, top two. Well, since we're on the topic of NABJ and, <laughs> like, this is a president series, mm-hmm. kind of talk about your journey from NABJ member to president. Tell me, just give me that timeline. Okay. As well as what NABJ is for our audience members. Yeah, yeah. So um, NABJ is the National Association of Black Journalists. We're the LA student chapter here at Mizzou. Um, And what this is, is basically a community for black journalists, whether it be through networking, whether it be through resources, or honestly just like a helping hand. Um, when it comes to just like mental health and um, your success inside and outside of the classroom. So I started off being a journal body member in 2020. So that's when I was a sophomore. Freshman year, I couldn't do it because of um, band. I didn't have a car, to be honest. <laughs> um, like going from like practice straight to NABJ, I was like, that's just not happening. That's most of everybody in NBJ. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sophomore year when COVID hit and I was, you know, in my hatch dorm room (laughs) dealing with the kids, um, I, uh, went to the zoom meetings and, um, I was very, I was an engaged general body member. Mm. I felt like it was, important to do that there's really no point to just show up to the zoom meeting and just like not participate there's really no point so yeah so i went to you know the unity conference and um we went to the virtual media tour which they uh collaborated with the global programs at the j school i thought that that was really cool because that exposed me to like study abroad opportunities Mm -hmm. and after that, um, they were talking about exact positions. Um, I reached out to Kayla Pettis um, to talk since she was the mentorship chair at the time. Um, and I reached out to her and I asked her, like, what did she think about it, her experience? Since I was a mentee, I had um, two 
mentors. We didn't have like a super big connection. So I wanted to um, rebuild those connections um, and mentorship chair. Cause I think that it was a, a very important program to have. Um, so I talked to her about it and I really wasn't, I was, I was being a little hesitant. I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, ready for it. And then Kayla reached out to me again, like, Hey, I really think that you should, um, apply for this. So this past whole last year, I was mentorship chair. We did a lot of cool, like events was like bowling, movie night, um, like speed dating and reveal, um, reveal for me, I did it like a super Mario theme, which I thought that that was pretty cool. I thought the people thought it was really creative. And after that, um, I kind of knew that um, president was um, something that was going to happen. And yeah, this year, I'm the president. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think that this year has been like the first official year that we've had to get everybody on that NABJ yeah. love train and get into it. I feel it, like yeah. this year is like one of the best years of NABJ. Yes. I think it's top five. I, I haven't been, you know, but I think yeah. it is. You know, being a junior now and being a GBM member for most of this, mm-hmm. I could definitely agree this year has been like the best yeah. of them all because it's been oh. like the community <laughs> members along with the exec board have been much more active and like more personable yeah. within the past few years. Yeah. And so, like, I definitely agree with that. On top of that, mm-hmm. you know, working with Royce, because both of you are exec members, you could be as honest as you want. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How is it working with Royce? Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'll say for, like, exec as a whole, um, everybody um, outside of two members, they're all new to have an exec position um so i feel like that's always a learning curve for certain people like um and also with this organization it's very like well known mm-hmm. um and and it's well known just on campus and then just as an identity based um organization at um especially in the j school um you kind of, they kind of are like looking so um i would say that <laughs> with NMJ, like I just had to um, set uh, certain expectations, but also maintain that transparency, which I feel like it's needed in executive boards. So I will say, um, Royce has grown um, a lot as a, a mentorship chair on exec, and I'm very <laughs> excited um, to see. We have an event tonight. Um, we have mentorship bowling. I feel like that's a really great event to have. Everybody bonds a lot. And I think that um, mentorship events also is kind of like a NMBJ bonding event outside of general body meetings. So um, I think that this, um, uh, just like mentorship in general, um, just having that program is um, a very enriching environment and is very important to have. And I believe that Bruce is executing it very well. Yeah, I, I enjoy. Uh, hey, that was good. That was good. I, I enjoy talking to the general body. At, like genuinely, like I like to go up and just you know spark conversation with them. I, I really, really enjoy that for real, for real. But um, we were talking about MBWI earlier, mm-hmm. and me and Braden, we're Mizzou Black Men's Initiative. Yes. So, 
kind of tell me about uh, how was that experience for you in uh, the Mizzou Black Women's Initiative? Um, it was, um, I would say that it was a good environment to start off with. Um, and I'm still uh, like friends and acquaintances with um, my cohort. I think that was very necessary to have those certain um, conversations and to have that space to have those conversations, uh, especially with my entire life being in a predominantly white environment and it's also going to a predominantly white um, university. Um, sometimes those conversations, you feel like you're alone in that matter. Um, and I felt like MBWI was a good place uh, to facilitate those conversations and to also bond with one another. Um, and I think that it's very important to have this program, especially as a freshman, uh, because some people are just like me or they need to keep um, with that environment because they may come from a predominantly black environment coming to Mizzou. Um, I think Ms. V did a great job um, with, uh, <laughs> with, yeah, with doing this organization and making it into a class. Um, I thought that that was very important and it made me keep my head on like straight when it came to my courses, especially when it came um, overwhelming for me uh, doing all of that stuff on top of band. Band, band was a lot of freshman year, so. You're very, you're a very busy person. <laughs> I, will, I will say that. Outside yes. of NBJ, you did double ASB with, um, which if you don't mind us, mind telling us what mm -hmm. is double ASB? Yeah, it's the Alumni Association Student Board. Um, in summary, it's like the tradition keepers, but it's us putting on, um, school events that a lot of college students go to <laughs> and awards and things of that matter and so y'all just recently did mizzou 39 yes. but before we get into that as well mm -hmm. again back on band real quick yes <laughs> you all performed at the macy's macy's thanksgiving day parade yes right? yes so we did. Could, could you tell us about that because I, I think i saw the corn kid there right the corn kid. <laughs> yes he was on the uh float behind us with the green giant uh, float so um yeah so we were there all throughout thanksgiving break and this was a plan for the past year and some change year and a half um that we've known that we were gonna be at macy's so that was that was a interesting um week <laughs> to say the least yeah. um because it was more like uh, like scheduled fun we did yeah. a lot of touristy stuff which honestly I do appreciate because um, over the summer I had an internship there in New York so of course I really wasn't doing the touristy stuff I was trying to be more like a local oh. um, so um, this time around I was like okay now I'm doing that you know touristy domestic stuff so I'll go to the rooftop and um see the views up there let's go to ellen stardust and that type of stuff we would have um our practices in new jersey on this um army uh facility thing uh, because that's the only place that will hold about you know the 380 of us um that day we um had to be up rather early it was like two two three o'clock in the morning so Ooh. everybody was on maybe like two hours of sleep uh, before we had to be in full uniform 
and we had to do the rehearsal for the performance and yeah pretty much that whole morning we got on the bus um breakfast at hard rock cafe got back on the bus go all the way up to the um start of the uh parade route and um we were in the beginning of the may like of the thanksgiving day parade with leah michelle so, yeah, so I bet we I were, saw you guys on TV too. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, we were. We were in that um, clip as well. Mm. So we were just up, and then yeah. for like an hour, just in there waiting, and then we had to sit and march three miles. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Do you think that um, band is a sport, or would you say it's? Because that's always been an argument, like since high school. Yes, me. yes. Okay. Um, I honestly could consider it a sport. The yeah. amount of stuff that we had to yeah. do, and um, the entire time, like during practices, we had to do like exercises before. Yeah. Hand and it's like two, two to three hours outside, which is similar to. Normal practice, yeah. <laughs> um, the game days. Um, yeah. We it's a lot of physical yeah, activity. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 not too hard on that argument, but I can see why people are saying that because that Macy's prep. I was like, yeah, like this is a workout in itself. And so we kind of keep gravitating back to New York a little bit. <laughs> So you're mastering in the arts of journalism, emphasis in advertising, right? Yes. Are you doing commercial work? No, I'm okay. doing more on the strategy side. Okay, so what can you tell us about that, actually? Because I, I honestly yeah. don't know much about advertisement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in the program, um, I'm part of the Accelerated Master's program. So like at Mizzou, it's like a BJ slash MA program. So that last year, uh, your senior year, you're doing... Uh, grad classes instead of you doing your journalism specialty mm-hmm. um, courses and then yeah then you dive into it so I'm in my second year um, and with advertising I want to go on more of the strategy side so this is more of the researching on the trends um, researching on the consumers that they're trying to um, get or maintain uh, so you can do like media planning like kind of focusing on metrics and what um social media do you guys want to display it on what message are you trying to achieve um i kind of want to uh, switch gears like let's go to texas for a minute uh, okay <laughs> you're an events fellow right there at the texas yes Tribune. Mm-hmm. so like how did what what kind of skills translated from the j school to the texas tribune yeah um i got that internship through the mizzou like and an Institute of Nonprofit News collaboration. It was more, I feel like the skills that came from the J School was the research aspect yeah. and getting that creative edge because not a lot of people are able to get that creative edge. Like you have to get paid, be in the industry for a little bit, and then you have that edge. Um, also, like our work ethic, um, I felt like I was a little bit faster than um some of the um other fellows that are nearby um and also i think it's just like willingness to learn um as well um like the j school is like especially with that like 
Benzuri method that they we always be talking yeah, about. Um, you know, we we love ourselves like uh, unpaid job positions to get that Duh. um experience. Damn. So, um I think like especially with that um position, it was very very cool cuz I'm not I'm not from Texas. Uh I didn't really know a lot about Texas politics as well. Um, but it was just to be on that opposite side and be in that newsroom. I thought that that was very, um, interesting. And so with doing like research and advertisement and everything, Mm -hmm. how do you want to improve media for minorities within your career? Ooh, I think it's exposure. Exposure is the biggest part. Um, I was very creative with how I got to where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the times, like some people, um, don't necessarily want to do that. And that's okay. Um, but um, a lot of the times what I've noticed is sometimes it's just word of mouth. Sometimes it's that like, um, just like networking. I would just expose people to those opportunities and just like, just talking to people. That's been the biggest thing that I've been saying to NABJ is like, if you're struggling, like actually reach out to these mm-hmm. professors. Um, it took me a really long time to actually do that. Uh, and now I'm doing it and it just, it's a whole lot of weight off of your shoulders when yeah. you actually are like talking to these people and just networking in general. It, I think it's just like my biggest thing when I get up in that, um, get up in the industry, um, is exposing people to these opportunities, um, and know how to, um, utilize what you're doing right now, um, to get up in the industry. For sure. And, you know, your resume is stacked, especially <laughs> from the network and everything. Took a quick peek thank at the you. LinkedIn. Have thank you, you, seen thank her, you. Have you seen a resume? No, it's like a page <laughs> full of stuff. Thank it's, you, And thank that's you. amazing, honestly, especially in hearing how you started. It's like inspiring to see, like, a lot of the freshmen coming in and stuff, and they hear your story. They're kind of like, okay, she did all of this work, so we can do it, too. Just let me talk to my professor. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, I definitely was like, I was too shy about it, or mm-hmm. I felt like, I didn't have enough work right. to go on yeah. to actually provide to my professors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was working like two times harder. And so being where you are now, how do you find like, how do you balance between staying on top of everything and like doing your schoolwork and stuff? Mm. Um, my biggest thing is transparency. Um, <laughs> I, I'm saying that a lot, but I genuinely think it's very important to have in like the workspace and also like with your courses too. Um, especially like with this semester, I was out of town a lot. Um, so if I didn't really communicate that with my professors, they really wouldn't know like why why is Namari not really understanding this material or um, why is she kind of disconnected in these classes? Why is she not showing up? Um, that's like the biggest part. Um, another way that I handle it. I, like stuff typically is like a planner. I physically, I have, you know, of course, iPad. iPad's cool. Calendars are cool. But like actually writing it down, it it, it hits. It's something different in my opinion. Um, but those reminders on the phone do be, do be helping. But um, yeah, and sometimes like I've um, noticed that uh, I have to tell people like just remind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about it because sometimes it's it's okay to do that it's not making you seem like you're forgetful in the material but it's just just a little reminder I feel like that's important just to uh, make sure that you know like you're on track
things. Yeah. Speaking of on track of things, Amari is always making sure that her exec is <laughs> on track. She'd be honest, but um, big question for you, Amari. What's your dream career? I would definitely say working in the beauty industry, mm. like the research in the beauty industry. Yeah. I think my internship over the summer showed me that that's an area that I want to dive into or at least experience that um you know my goal was always you know like work with like Fenty Beauty that was Mm -hmm. that was the goal um and just like beauty industry in general so the fact that I was able to be in the beauty industry um and get to that exposure it's amazing it's very lovely to see especially seeing black women in that industry it was it was incredible I I I really um enjoyed it because like you know like inclusivity is just like the standard um and it was just really nice to just see um like black women being loved and appreciated um in that industry outside of beauty industry i would honestly just anything strategy i i really think that that's really important i don't know necessarily where but yeah that was um, gonna be my follow-up question where do you see yourself in five years Ooh. Like, are you still in Missouri? No. Or are you back in Bartlett? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question because right now I'm in that toss-up of not really knowing where yeah. I want to end up. Ideally, I would want to be in New York mm. um, working in the beauty industry. That would be, like, my dream job and dream setup and the biggest part is like living comfortably yeah. <laughs> in New York. Yeah. Um, but I am very open to being in Chicago as well, not necessarily Bartlett. But, um, I am very open to like being on like the agency side of Chicago and getting that um, exposure because Chicago is amazing. This is just like the fun question that I always ask all my guests. Yes. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would Amari be? Oh, Lauren. Ooh. And why? Oh goodness! That's the one that gets people stumped <laughs> every time. Um, I'll just go with like my favorite. Um, like, cause when I was a kid, like I always wanted to like do something different for whatever reason. Like, the girls would like otters and dolphins and sea yeah. turtles and mm-hmm. like i'll be like oh i really my favorite animal is the beluga whale oh. mm. that was my favorite one. It was like that's like the white one. Yeah. Um. I really enjoy it. I feel like it's very creative, very unique. Yeah. And I think it's definitely outside the box. Um, in an environment where everything is, um, like, complacent and normal and people enjoy it. So I would consider myself to be a blue whale, I guess. Yeah. That's a good answer because, honest, you know, no, no hate to Donovan. Love him. But he gave us a dog. But everybody, <laughs> everybody after that gave us some like decent answers, some yeah. really thoughtful answers too. So, cool. you know, that was that was really amazing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, honestly, dang, that that was honestly very insightful because, like, looking for internships and stuff right now as a junior, kind of been like a downfall a little bit, especially in getting the rejection letters. But Ooh. hearing Amari say, you know, keep networking, keep pushing, and like it'll pay off in the end. And seeing where she is now, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm feeling inspired right now. Yeah, me too, man. I'm hey, this is my president. This is who I look up to. She kind of gave me the tips and the the tricks on how to be a good mentorship chair. And you know, she was there for me when I, you know, had my leg broken and still helped me, you know, you know, be 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 a good mentorship to mm-hmm. be a good mentor to my mentee, so. Yeah. 
guess you could say she was someone you could lean on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this, that was actually terrible. Well, I think that's going to do it for another episode of Briefcase on Case Underground. Until next time, I'm Brayden Wade. And I'm Royce Griffin. Peace. <laughs>